Welcome to Live a Great Story. Our story is unique to each one of us. So as you listen, I hope that it is an encouragement to you to dream big dreams and to say yes to every adventure that presents itself to you. If you haven't yet, would you do me a favor and, and hit that subscribe button down below? It's gonna help me out a ton, but even more than that, it's gonna keep you up to date on when new episodes come out. This week, I've got a good friend, Corey Cope. Cora Cope. I never know what to call you anymore. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Corey is a really cool person. Um, I hope you get to know her sometime, but we've known each other for quite a few years. Met at church, and then our bond kind of got solidified through endurance athletics, but she has done a lot more cool things than I have in the athletic world. Uh, anyways, she is a marathoner. She's done six marathons, two half marathons, no triathlons yet. Not yet. Uh, come on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but she's been coaching for four years, and then you also just launched a new business, right? Yes. With somebody. So we'll get into all that in a little bit. But anyways, the the reason that she's here, besides just being really cool, is uh, you've got a pretty neat story. Just like, I mean, you basically told you wouldn't be able to run, right? Yes. Like at some right. point. So. Yeah. Tell us that story. Like, what's what's that history? Actually, you know what? Before that, tell us a little bit about yourself because you've okay. got a lot going on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So my name is Corey or Cora Cope. Um, the confusion comes from my parents. My dad still calls me Cora. My mom still calls me Corey. So I just live with it. Um, and now you guys get to as well. Hey. <laughs> uh, so when I was born, um, I was just a normal, healthy baby. And when I started, uh, I believe when I started walking, my mom noticed I walked a little funny. And so she took me to the doctor and they're like, oh, hey, look, she has a congenital hip. And they caught it way later than they like to catch it. Typically, they'll check it when you're just a couple months old. And by this time, I'm like, eight, nine months old. And a congenital um, hip is like a form of hip dysplasia, right? Yeah, basically my um, leg had no socket to go into. So it would just would yeah. like pop up when I would walk. It would just kind of pop around mm -hmm. there instead of having that hip joint to hold it in place. Yeah. Um, so she took me to the doctor and they're like, okay, well, she's most likely going to have to have surgery to fix this. And... There was just a big, it was a big deal because it was caught so late. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a really cool story because my parents' pastor at the time was like, well, before you roll her into surgery, I'd like to pray over her. And after he prayed over me, it slid into place for the first time ever. What? Like it like locked in and they're like, okay, well, we get to take surgery off the table and we're going to put her in a cast for six months to make sure that it could just solidify around that bone. And so um, I was in a cast from my chest down for oh. six months and I had to go, after that I had to go in often for them to check the growth to make sure, because when they put me in the cast, they were like, her leg's either gonna thrive or it's gonna die. And so oh. at that point, they didn't even know if I would have a, if I had to be amputated, if the leg didn't solidify like it was supposed to. So, wow. um, 
so it was healthy and I had a healthy leg and they were even a lot of times people will have to wear two shoes because the one sole has to be thicker than the other to allow that support because um, that leg is shorter Um, my legs are the same length and so that was a win but they told my parents are just like you know she she won't be able to be athletic she probably won't do a lot of things because people with um hip dysplasia usually can't do things because their hips bother them so much that it they just live a very sedentary life and so um after that my mom was like okay well thanks for the information but her and my dad chose never to tell me I couldn't do anything and so Hmm. I would just do everything you know and um I was a freshman in high school and I was like well I want to I want to run and my mom's like okay and I had already shown horses and done things already that typically isn't a good thing to do with this kind of you know that sure that past of my hip um but she just was like just try it she was like if and she always told herself if I complained about it she talked to me about it but she wasn't going to do anything unless I brought it up to her and so I started running and Um, That was one thing they were just like, she won't be able to do. But then I was varsity all four years of high school and cross country. And um, I would go to my regular appointments. I was just used to them by then, not really knowing the extent of what um, they were, had told me I could do, but still just doing, living my life. Hmm. And um, my senior year, they called my mom. They're like, hey, we just want to check in on Corey, see how she's doing, da, da, da. And my mom was like oh yeah she's racing in the um the state championships you know with their cross-country team and they were like she's what i'm sorry wait you're yeah. doing what <laughs> they're like but we're, we're talking about the your, this daughter right here you know and and she's like yeah yeah she's she's at the big race this weekend they're like well can we come and and interview her as a success story because that was like huge for them they're like this yeah. doesn't happen and yeah so um it was kind of cool. I was a success story for the Shriners. So I was a Shriner baby and, um, they did a big story on me and, you know, it was fun. And it was my coach at, when they're interviewing him, he was like, I didn't know that she was (laughs) born with a disability, you know, basically. And so, um, that was kind of cool. But then I graduated high school and I was like, all right, that was fun running. I'll keep running up for fun. I was, I loved to ski and, um, rock climb and backpack and you know I did a lot of um, adventurous things and mm-hmm. I kind of set my running on the back burner for a little bit hmm. so that's okay a little bit of where I was at the beginning with yeah you know being able to go from she might be active but most likely she's not to you know I surprise them by running at all I mean, you bring up a good point, and I love how your parents chose not to tell you that you, quote, had a disability, right? right? That, like, you couldn't do this, and that that just shows so much about, like, our minds, mm-hmm. and it's like, if you don't know your limitations, then you're not going to, like, cap yourself, right? Right. Like, you can, I don't know, I think it yeah. frees you up to dream a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've just had, like, I just had hip surgery, mm-hmm. a few, you know, a few months ago, and 
like prior to that, all of my doctors and that they were like, have you never had hip issues before? Like, have your hips never hurt you? Because of how athletic I have been and I am, like, I was like, I mean, they do every once in a while. And right. I mean, it slides out of socket every once in a while, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. I just thought that was being athletic, you know? Yeah. They're like, no, but it's just, I love, <laughs> they're like, that's actually not very normal at all. Um, but I didn't know, like, like you, I was just living my life and doing what I love to do. So yeah. I love that. Um, have you, and we'll jump back into the running stuff, but right. I didn't prep you for this, but like, have you seen that method and like ideology that your parents did of, Hey, I'm not going to tell you your limits. Like how has that impacted you as a parent and like the way that you parent? It reminds me that, um, if my kids want to try something, I'm like, well, let's give it a shot. Let's mm-hmm. see how you do. And when they sign up for something, I'm like, we're going to finish it out because it's something you're interested in. But if yeah. we find out it's not your thing, that's fine. Yeah. But if they're wanting to do anything kind of crazy, I'm like, okay. Like my daughter, I had to, at three years old, I had to give her um, the height she could go into a tree because I had lost her one time in the backyard and she was <laughs> at the very tip top of this tree in the backyard at three years old. I was like, okay, from now on, we can't climb higher than the width of your arm. And so I didn't tell her, you can't ever climb past this part. But I'm like, if it's, if the branch isn't the width of your arm, it's not strong enough to hold you. So that means as she, you know, she'll learn as she gets older, okay, I really shouldn't climb on that branch. But at that age, she was like, look at me up in this tree. And I'm like, yeah, that's a very small twig you're standing on. And so just kind of like within, you know, setting boundaries, but boundaries that are still achievable. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, okay, let's go and try this. But um, to encourage them to try something new, but be like, it might be a little hard. And Mm -hmm. so let's push through that a little bit before Mm -hmm. we give up as well. Because, I mean, I never really gave up much. Like, I never was like, oh, that's hard. I'm not going to do that again. But I find sometimes, like nowadays, kids are like, oh, that's hard. I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, well, sometimes we have to push through the heart a little bit more. And then let's see what happens. But we're not just going to give up because it hurt a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it has to hurt a little bit because you're building those muscles. Mm -hmm. And your body's doing something new. And you have to push through that hurt a little bit to to see where your talent is at. So that's That's one thing I encourage them on. That is very good. I tell my students... Like, they say, oh, it's hard. I'm like, well, good thing you can do hard things. Yes. But I love that, how you have to push through the hard to find out where your talent is. That's good. Okay, so finished high school, ran. um, Did you run in college? I did not run in college, actually. Um, When I graduated high school, it was still kind of like, you might go to college, you might not. You know, it wasn't quite as significant to go to college at that time. And then for me... I was funny. I was like, I just want to be a mom and I don't Mm -hmm. really need a degree for that. Right. And so I actually stepped into like preschool teaching and working with kids. And I was like, this is kind of like my college for being a mom, like just to learn how different and unique every single child is, Mm -hmm. you know, like that really was huge for me to learn so that when I had my kids, I'm like, they will not be anything like, (laughs) (laughs) like even, um, what one thing, what one of them looks at as a, 
as a reward. The other one is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? So right. it's like every little bit about them is different. And I felt like as I did preschool and I did get a little extra education and um, working with kids, I became, I got training to become a director. Um, and so I had like more grandfathered steps into preschooling to, sure. to get like a good certification for that area but it's not mm-hmm. something you could use for you know everything but I right. was like hey I right. know I want to be a mom and I know I don't want to work full-time and I know I don't want the college bills yeah. but I think now with a lot more of the um, specialty schools and stuff I may have focused more in on that at one point I did have the dream of being massage therapist and that was something I always thought I would enjoy doing and as I was in that role to kind of, I was getting that together, um, getting ready to apply, my sister was like, hey, move to Nashville. So going back to the backstory, I grew up in Spokane, Washington. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a big thing to know. Yeah. So I grew up in Spokane, Washington, and um, about, gosh, I want to say 18 years ago, I moved to Nashville. My sister was like, hey, move to Nashville. So a lot of the things that I was kind of had the ball rolling in and going mm-hmm. one direction there, just kind of, I just dropped it. Right. And I came here and it was a lot different. I couldn't find the job that paid the, as well as the job I left mm-hmm. and different things like that. And um, then my sister uh, just wasn't, like, I moved here because she's like, I just don't feel like this is my place and maybe if you come here you could help me and by December so I moved here September by December she's like I'm going home I'm like what (laughs) and I just moved here with all my stuff so I was a little bit stranded yeah and it was probably about a year later was when I met Chris my husband and we got married a year after that and so we've been married 16 years now which is crazy yes um we have three kids. They're 13, 11, and 9. Two boys and then a little girl. She's a wild one. <laughs> but yes. you got to love them. got to love, love them. The lo- yeah. I always call her my firecracker. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just like, oh, this is easy. One more. Okay, we're going to stop here. <laughs> <laughs> She's done. We're done. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was after kids I started running again. Okay. was when I started picking that up. It was a pretty long break. It was. It, like, I, I ran... Mm-hmm. I always kind of ran, um, and Chris was like, "Why do you run?" Like he didn't understand, right? Like what no, I nothing's thought. chasing you. Why right. are you yeah. running? And yeah, and his family was very athletic, but it's like football, softball, volleyball, baseball, um, you know, the, those yeah. kind of sports. And I was just like, I just run though. That's what I do. And he's like, okay, you know, like he's like, that's good. And so it was. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I want to say five years ago. I'm trying to make sure that's correct. Um, Yeah, five years ago, I was still just kind of hobby running. And a friend was like, hey, there's this half marathon. We have an extra bib. You want to check it out? And I was like, sure. That sounds like fun. You know, and Chris is like, you know how far a half marathon is? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And so I ran it. And at this time, he actually had 
um, this same friend, they started kind of training for triathlons, which was okay. funny because, you know, we go from, he's like, why do you run? And I'm like, you're doing triathlons. There's running involved. He's like, yeah, but swimming and biking is really fun. I could handle the run part yeah. at the end. I'm like, okay. You know, it was yeah. just, it was funny, but he was starting to be more encouraging mm. in my running at this point. And he was like, okay, if you know how far it is, go check it out. And I ran it, um, this first half marathon, you know, first time I competed since um, high school. And I ran it in an hour and 46 minutes. Good Lord. And when I was done, like, my friends were just like, do you you know what you just did? I'm like, yeah, I ran a half marathon. And they're like, no, you ran a half marathon in, like, under two hours. I'm like, okay. They're like, no, that's, like, the goal. Like, of, that's amazing. Of half marathoning is to, to just beat two hours. And you just, like, ran this one, like, really no training. Yeah, you, like, from, demolished it. Yeah, like, the farthest I had ran really was, like, six miles here and there. And I went and ran this. I was like, that was so fun. And so that's when Chris looked at me and said, okay. <laughs> so you run, you know. So, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're not, like, the typical He's person like, who, like, goes and runs. Right. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for a little two, three mile jog. jog. Yeah. You're like. That's my warm-up yeah. to my run. To, and then I'll do that to cool down also. Yeah, like, that's, just, that's, that's the before and after. Yeah, you're not a typical person. Yeah. And so, so then it was, um, I was like, well, I feel like that was a fluke. So let me sign up for the middle half in Murfreesboro. And I ran another, like, 146 again. And I was like. What was like, the first one? Was it Music gosh, City Half? Yeah, the first one was Music okay. City Half. And it was the year before they turned into the St. Jude, I think. Okay. So it was the last year. So you went from yeah. like super crazy hilly yes. to like flat. Yes. Okay. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> I guess I didn't really know the difference because at the time I was just like, oh, okay. Another half you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when I had a couple of friends who were like, hey, so have you ever thought of running a full marathon? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I mean... I guess I could look into it. That's you how know? far again? Yeah, no. I'm like, how, you know, I was yeah, like, sure. So if you don't know, like a half marathon is 13.1 miles. Yes. And a full is 26.2. And don't you rob anybody of that point two oh or that gosh. point one. There is so much life lesson in, in that. that point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. There was so much life lesson just in that point two. You know, oh, it's crazy. Um, because that's the hardest part of the race. It is, right? It is. Yeah, because you're like, I should be done. I should be done. <laughs> I but should I'm, be done. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, that's where you have to, like, dig deep, right? Oh. You're like, I've just yeah. run 26. Well, I mean, I have not just run 26 right, but miles. You, but you, and you're running it, done 26 miles. And, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, you just, I, I mean, that's I where the grit and everything comes in right there because mm-hmm. you just... You, you know, so much of what your race is is right there, like your place, your time. I mean, everything. You could lose so much just like right there at, at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that's not that far. And it's like, until you've gone that far, it's like, yeah. Yeah, until you've gone that far on your feet. Yes. Like, it's not that far in a car. <laughs> no, like, it's not. It's not at all. Even uh-uh. on a bike, it's not. No. Um, I know, like, for me, that last part is always where I'm like I don't care how tired I am I'm gonna dig and like I sprint that last part Mm -hmm. and I probably pass 20 or 30 people every race yeah because they're like sweet I'm done I'm gonna let up and I'm like "Uh uh-uh like let's go yeah but a lot of people will cruise it in a lot of people I'm the same I'm like even if I feel like I've given everything I've got I know I have just enough to push a little bit harder yeah right here yeah yeah 
Okay, so, so you're at the middle half now. About the middle you half. You did that 140-ish, something like that, yeah. right? Yes. And then, and then the um, marathon And so then I was like, okay, we'll in. train for a marathon. And that's when the rock and roll... Okay. 2016 entered so, my life. So before we, before we get to that wonderful race, that wonderful, that wonderful race, uh, um, what was what was kind of your process? You're like, okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a full marathon, and then like even like emotionally, mentally, like did, were you fearful or were you just like, I mean, whatever, I got this. Yeah, like I, I feel like I felt like let's just give it a shot, okay. see where we're at what I have for this and if it's not my distance then I'll just go you know I know I like the halves yeah you at least tried yeah and if I at least get one you know I've you know you always hear well just do one if you just do one you're good forever so you're like I didn't have I I did a full marathon you know that's like a huge bucket list just to finish one yeah I mean it is hard and so um I was like I'll just finish one and then we'll just see where we're at from there you know and so, um, so we signed up for so we signed up for rock and roll in Nashville, and I signed up with two really good friends, and they have done full marathons before. One has done multiple Ironman, and so I was like, "Hey, these ladies are going to get me through this. You okay. know, like yeah. we're we're going to be able to do this." And unfortunately, during this time. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Really fun to add into your marathon training, right? Um, because the cure for it is figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. But there is no like really rock solid. This is what's going to help you. A lot of it's food, um, what you eat, and that's that was really funny to me because a lot of the things that cause my flare ups are foods I've never really enjoyed. Hmm. anyway Hmm. you know it was just kind of like okay I can legitimately cut this out because my body doesn't like it like that's why I'm never like oh I really want like beef is a big thing red meat is a big one for me and I'm like and I have not ever really loved red meat yeah and so I'm like it's when someone's like oh I'm gonna go have this I'm like okay and I don't feel like oh my gosh that's like one of my favorite foods I can't eat I'm like oh all right, I'm going to eat this instead, and I'm fine. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out. And then there are just a few other things that are the same that I'm just kind of like, I like dairy is another one. And even when I was younger, I couldn't do dairy. Um, and then I think I would, and that was when you didn't have, like, all the replacements, like, all the, right. you know, so yeah, it was, like, so, so water. Yeah. And I tried cereal with water once, and I was like, I will never eat cereal again <laughs> uh-huh. in my life unless That's I awesome. can have So, and, yeah, so you're in the middle of so, training, trying to figure out your nutrition, because yes. nutrition is so key is for so key. marathons. Yes. And, and at the same time, I am getting ready to go to Kenya on a yep. missions trip as well. So it was a really full time in my life yeah. where things were coming at me in all directions. And I, it was a moment where I just had to really lean in on God again. Like, just really be like, okay, I feel like I'm called to do this marathon. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is something I should lay to the side right now. I feel like this is something I should kind of still focus in on. And I had a, like, pretty legit dream about being in Kenya. And then they announced it the next day at church about the trip. And I was like, and I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to go to Kenya. (laughs) So I'm just like, all right, these are going to work. God's going to carry me through this, you know. So 
I'm playing with my food, figuring out what I could eat, what I can't eat. And um, the marathon finally gets here, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. I don't know what happened. My stomach hated me completely. I think I had to use the restroom 15 times. Yeah, it was something like that. It was so bad. I, I laugh because in my Garmin, it's actually my longest run because hmm. it was... 26.8 miles. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, crazy. So it was, oh, you know, just like, oh, half mile farther due to like just trying to find restrooms. Is right, because they're not run. super common. To, like, I mean, there's random fortifies oh, no. and stuff. But. And so I finished in a 4:28, which actually still isn't a horrible time. It's no, I still, would love to. I would love that. It's still a fantastic time, but I just remember the pain was like horrible, and I was like, mm-hmm. I've got to pull through this. Like I. I feel like this is not what a marathon is supposed to be for me. You know, because right. I could have thrown in the towel that day and been like, you know what, guys, that's it's not my fit. Yeah. <laughs> this is not something I'm going to do. And so I just recovered well. And then I went to Kenya. And um, I just, I didn't allow any fear or anything to enter because going to a foreign country with that kind of new diagnosis is probably not the best idea I mean but I was not. like yeah. but I'm supposed to do this and it was a huge life-changing experience it was awesome um and it was weird because I've pretty much been on remission since then and wow. and there have been times that I'll eat something I'm like oh yeah that's why I can't eat that you know just right. kind of like seeing where I'm at and it, it's still pretty much there but I just have such a good handle um on what I can and can't do that I just really have been okay and so that um the rock and roll national marathon was in April and my friend was like well let's sign up again for another full marathon Mm -hmm. in December and I was like okay I'm gonna do this yeah you know when did when did the idea of Boston come into play about this time. Okay, so about this time. Yeah, after my really horrible because race, we're like, hey, maybe we should try to train for Boston. <laughs> right, and I remember, I was like, you're insane. Like, yeah. because Chris and I had been on our bikes for that that marathon, yes. and there were multiple times that we were like, where is Corey? Like, <laughs> is she dead on the side of the road somewhere? We, you know. I went to and, random houses, and I'm like, and, I just need to use your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and then when you're like, hey, that sucked. I'm going to yeah. do Boston. Yeah. We're like, uh, okay. I mean, yes, I'll support you 100%. So, okay. Yeah. So that came in, because, and I asked that, is because this December race in Huntsville was a, huge a qualifier, game right? game changer, yes. Yeah, okay. And so she was like, let's try it again. I was like, I feel like I'm a lot better. Um, we were... Um, I I had been using um, nutrition products to just kind of help with um, moving forward as well, which I was surprised at how well those help your body. Uh-huh. Um, so that was neat to like incorporate those, but then also seeing which ones maybe didn't fit well right. with my diet, which ones, you know, because I was just redoing everything at right. this point as well. Um, so... I get back from Kenya, it's like July, and these same friends are like, this is funny, I forgot about this, these same friends are like, hey, let's run this 5K, like the 4th of July 5K, I'm like, okay, still totally like coming out of Kenya, like 
fog-brained and stuff. And I tried to run that. That was the hardest 5K of my life. <laughs> I'm like, I can run three miles. Like, what is happening right yeah. now? You know, so, like, my body was still just kind of transitioning back to the missions trip and kind of getting back into life, you know. And I was like, okay, I can. we have this goal for Boston, but I'm like... It might take a couple of years, you know, it might take some time. Um, And then it was at this time, because Chris was like, I think you can do this because those half marathons are awesome. And at this time, he was like, so much like, you know, so supportive. It was was amazing. into the whole endurance world. It's like, I don't, when I'm like, my shoes are getting bad. He's like, oh, let's go get you. You know, like where before he was like, you need new running shoes, you know? And so now it's like, yeah, you need new running shoes. And, um... So it was about this time um, I was like, I feel like if I got a coach, you know, someone to mm-hmm. just kind of help me refocus on how I need to do this, I'm, I might get where I want to be. And so I had found a coach um, and it was, a gr- it was great. You know, he sent me a plan. He was like, you know, these should be your goals. This is what you need to look at. And I was like, I really feel like the Nashville Marathon was just a fluke. I feel mm-hmm. like I have more in me. And he's like, yeah, it might take you a couple marathons, but let's let's start here. And so I just started training. Like, I was training hardcore. I was really, like, vigilant on what I was eating, being very careful about what I put in my body because, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a huge... That's fuel. It's huge yeah. anyways. Yeah, you need the fuel. Yeah. And then at the same time, you need to make sure you're not eating something that's going to slow you down right you know so I was like all right I'm just going to focus in on this and I was just I was just hardcore like focusing in ran the marathon and I had a what like a 56 minute PR or something like that yeah it was insane so that race was three hours and 33 minutes and what did you need what did you need to do to qualify for Boston I needed a 340 yeah yeah, so I was in by, like, seven minutes. Yeah. And so I was like, did that really just happen? You know, yeah. so then it was like, here I am feeling like it's another fluke. But then I was like, but I literally just did that. Like, right. And you <laughs> qualified for yes. Boston on and your I, second, on second marathon, marathon ever. Yeah. Like, who does, Kenyans do that. Kenyans like, who do. does that? You maybe because I went to Kenya. Maybe it's because you went to Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I soaked in some of their, yeah. their running. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So... Okay, so you did that, and it was super fun yes. and amazing. Yeah, I mean, you even had a better like second split. Oh yeah, like your yeah, second so, half, which is unheard of, people. Like right. that doesn't it was usually kind happen. Of fun because I was running the second half, and I was like, I really got this. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep pushing yeah. through. And I remember I was, I passed a group. This one guy is like the pacer, so he runs a certain time. Uh huh. And he's, you know, the pacer of this group, and I just kind of like scoot past them, and they're like what are you doing you know like it was a group of guys you know right. and they're like what are you doing I was like I, don't, I just got it I just gotta go I'm you just know running. just yeah. finishing this race and yeah. they're like awesome because this is at the point where you're usually not picking it up you're kind of right. you know more of a positive split you know because yeah. a lot of people put so much in the first half because they're like I know the back half's gonna be hard right but I really thrive on that back half like yeah. I love I love the back. I don't know what it is yeah. about me, but I'm the a lot same of way. times I just have that negative split part in me and I'm just like, you know, and it's time to get going. And I think it's like, it takes me the first half to just kind of be like, okay, you're actually doing this. Like yeah. get your head in the game. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, let's yeah. go. Um, yeah. Okay. So 
I'm gonna. I know you did a couple other races in between that, and like actually going to Boston. But let's talk about Boston, right? So I went. I mean, that's like the mecca of running in the United Mm -hmm. States, in the world, really. It's one of the biggest races, Um, and. I mean, I remember going and visiting Boston and just, like, standing at the finish line in awe and dreaming. And I know, like, if you're not a runner or an endurance athlete, you probably think that we're crazy. Thinking, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my gosh, biggest goal in my life is to run 26 miles in Boston, you know, um, or to do an Ironman or whatever that right. is. But, but I remember standing there thinking, because it was right before you were going, I think, actually. It was the same yeah. year. And... Um, I had been, I'd been with you through like the whole process, yes. you know, like, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And so I was super bummed to not actually be able to be at the race. It felt like something was missing for me. I was like, <sighs> me too. Hey, supposed to be here. But you know, but I, I watched it out. online. Yeah. I watched it, you know, <laughs> and, um, Boston Monday. And, um, so anyways, tell me just kind of what that experience was like, like mm. something you'd worked so hard for, for a year, something yeah. you maybe didn't even know you wanted right. until a year prior. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, well, it was, yeah. So prior to that, I was like, I don't know, I guess in my head I thought I'm a runner, but I'm not like one of those runners, you yeah. know? And so then when it's like, I got qualified and with a five minute, you know, a five plus minute buffer, like those are like the golden tickets to get into Boston. Like you yeah. have to run, like even though my qualifying time was 340, I had to have a 335 to have a chance hmm. to even qualify. Hmm. And so the three, you know, so the 333, the seven minute was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally in this. Like, yeah. this is fantastic. Um, so I, you know, start watching it more. That year, we went and watched the Boston documentary. Remember? Yes, oh my gosh, that was crazy because I knew I was qualified. Yes, I remember and that. And we were like, ah. So we watched that the Boston after I qualified for Boston. That was that was awesome. That really that's a great documentary. If you don't know much about Boston. Yeah, I, I know I'm putting a plug in for it, but yeah, that's, I'll put that's it a, in the description, a yeah, link to it. It's a great way to understand what that race is about mm-hmm. and just the history of it is mm-hmm. makes it even more like, wow. And um, without being like feminist plug, but just what what women had to right. go through and like yeah. to even run because women weren't allowed to run it when no. it first began. Because it's only been like 50 years yeah. that we've so, been able to even be able to. Yeah. It's a great documentary. So, I'll, yeah. I'll put yeah, a link in the description. That was so, a good one. Go ahead. So anyway, um, so we get to Boston, and my mom and dad were able to come, which was huge. That was so fun. And it was beautiful on Saturday. The weather was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then it was snowing on Sunday. <laughs> we're like, okay, there's snow. And then the rain came. Oh. And, and for those of you that don't know, it's the Boston race is always run on Monday. It, it's yeah, not a on Saturday. Day. Yeah, it's on Patriot Day. So most races are like Saturday, Sundays, but mm-hmm. Boston is on Monday and yeah. I don't go to work and all that stuff. Yeah, but. I mean, it's like, I don't either. It's like the Olympics. I'm just or like, it's like I have to, this is a personal something. day for me. Exactly. We're taking it off. Exactly. Okay. And so, so it's beautiful on Saturday. Beautiful snowy Saturday. on Sunday, snowy raining on Monday. Okay, it's not okay. just raining on Monday. It rained like an inch and a half during my race. Oh my gosh. The wind was like a 25 mile head wind. Oh my gosh. With 40 mile hour gusts. (laughs) And it was like 
36 degrees. <laughs> it was okay, awesome. It's 2018. It's the year Des won. And it was miserable. It was a real, it was like their cold, one of their coldest, if not the coldest, Boston in history. Awesome. Which is so fantastic. Part I'm like, of course yeah, for you. So glad I'm here. <laughs> because the whole training for this marathon, every Saturday was cold and rainy for me. So I was like, oh. I trained in this. I'm ready for this. Because I just remember every Saturday was like in the winter. And I'm like, of course, it's cold and rainy again. That's great, you know? Right. But now I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I got this for sure. And so the hard part about that was um, we didn't get the spectator Mm-hmm. Um, sh- you know they didn't show up like they typically do, like the the tunnel, the Wesley Tunnel, um, it or the Scream Tunnel. It just wasn't as strong because the Wesley Girls College sure. comes out and they're like, hey, and it's usually yeah. just a Scream Tunnel, and it just wasn't as powerful as it normally is. You know, like everything about it was just a little a little more downplayed. But it was funny because. I had my watch on and I did have my phone with me and I remember hitting like the first 5k and I got this like texting on my watch and then I just had all these people like oh my gosh you're doing awesome because I could get my texts on my watch mm-hmm. yeah my we got updates like yeah. we could sign up for updates on where you were at and, and so stuff. then people would like text me and I would get that text and I'm like oh my gosh I have people with me. I'm like this is the coldest I mean my shoes were wet before the race started and we were there oh for gosh. maybe 45 minutes oh my gosh. and like you were just standing in mud it was just like thick and cold um i know i'm backtracking here for a second but i remember at one point this lady pulled out a gallon bag of spaghetti and she's like anybody want spaghetti and i'm like no <laughs> stick my hand in your you're bag supposed to carbo the load the day before at, yeah, my friend know, not right? I'm like, 20 minutes before at the starting line, you know, in the little tent. I was just like, I had met this girl. And we were just kind of like looking around like, what is happening? It's cold. It's freezing. This yeah. lady has spaghetti. <laughs> this one group <laughs> Where went to are go. we? Yeah, this one group, they, their group was starting before us. And they put down their um, tarp blankets. And we went and grabbed their tarp blankets. So, like, I had a shower curtain that we were, like, cuddled up in. And uh-huh. then we grabbed, like, an extra tarp blanket. You know, we're just yeah. like, this is so cold, you know. and That's so, crazy. Um, and it was weird because, you know, this is Boston. Everyone I right. was running with, like, they earned their place there. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Like, I don't know what huh. my focus should be. And I'm like, well, finishing. Right. <laughs> finishing I mean, like, you literally goal. can't buy your way into this race. So, no. like, you've worked hard. You've qualified yeah. to get here. So run. Yeah. And they only let a certain amount of people. Like, you might yeah. miss out on being in the race by one second because someone was a second faster than you. And Man. they only take yeah. a certain amount of each. Right. That's what makes it set apart from the other races is that um, they set, they have an amount of how many female runners can run in the 35 to 40 and, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. So, anyway, so I was getting those text messages. And I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this alone. Like, so many people are like, we're praying for you. You got this. That's a great time. And um, I really had a steady time throughout the whole race. I think I was hmm. I was sitting at a, a, um, a really good pace. And I just kind of kept going, kept my focus. And 
one thing I remember was I got to Heartbreak Hill mm -hmm. and I got up over it and everyone was like, way to crush Heartbreak Hill. And I'm thinking, okay, that was not a hill. Like if that's the wow. biggest hill of this race, I got this, you know, wow. like I felt like that part of the race was really my easiest part because it's like so downhill it just felt good going uphill so I felt like I just really cruised going uphill because it just the difference you know mm -hmm. running here in Spring Hill yeah. you're just up and down up and down yeah. all the time so that little bit of an uphill was exactly what my legs needed to just push me to up. the finish yeah. line um so I knew my family was there um, it's raining very hard you can't see anything everyone has umbrellas and rain jackets and I sadly did not see my family and they didn't see me because it was raining so hard and they were tracking me, but it was like behind. And right. so if you look at like all my pictures of them that they took at Boston, the camera, I mean, cause I'm like, I'm not going to get any pictures unless we buy them from, right. you know, cause usually yeah, your you, family could be like, Oh, I got a picture of you. Yeah. And you're like, good. I just need one. I'm like, yeah, there were no pictures, but you could see me looking. I'd always be kind of near the crowd and I'm always like looking like maybe they're here. And I just sadly passed right by them. But hmm. it was one of those things I couldn't just stop and be like, family, right. Mama, where right. are you? Right. <laughs> so, um, so that was hard. So in a way, like, um, you not being there worked out because you wouldn't have even seen me run back. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, and with so, Boston, it's a, it's a point to point. Yes. It's not a loop. And right. so it's really hard for spectators to like follow yeah. a runner yeah. on a point to point. It is. Cause like if, you, a, if they pass by, yeah, like a loop or some mm -hmm. random, you know, configuration of a, of a route, you can like cut across land. You can cut across yeah. and like meet people. So like, I'm always like, I'll see you at the start. I'll see you at mile 10. I'll see you at my, you know, Yeah. but you can't do that. So no, you can't. And then the other thing is they were relying on the trains. Right. And everyone is wanting to get here Along and wanting to get there. Hundreds of thousands of other and people. And it's raining and wet and cold, yeah. you know, and I mean, it was, yeah. it was tough for spectators. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm so glad you guys are out here because it'd be so lonely. Mm -hmm. But, um, after watching the documentary, Documentary. Every part of it was kind of emotional, so you're always like emotionally checking yourself, like just focus in, girl. Just get, right. get to the end. Yeah. Like you can't get, get to the end of the race. You can't, you know, start crying here, right? You know, because right. it's just so much is on that course. And there's that so much history just, there. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta you gotta dig through. Um, so it was it was amazing to just to run that race and. Um, I remember crossing the finish line and I'm just like, I did that. Like mm. I, I made it all the way through and I ran it in a 340, which was another qualifying time for me. Cause I think I aged up for the next year. You did. Yeah. I remember <laughs> so that. I was like, yes, I got what Cause I think that next year I needed a 345 yep. to qualify. So I got that 340 in that horrific weather. I yeah. mean, it was actually one of the slowest Boston's as mm. well because yeah, of the cold the and the rain. It was not, it was not a, a PR race. And so I tell a lot of people sometimes the most exciting thing about Boston is qualifying for it, wow. you know, because once you qualify, you know, you get to show up to the race and you can choose to run that however you want. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to choose to be like, Hey, I'm just going to cruise it and take pictures and have fun. You know, you could enjoy right. the race. A lot of people I find find that as the reward 
of qualifying. It's like, mm. now I get to run Boston. And it, for me, I was like, I still want to run a good Boston time, you yeah. know? And in this weather, it's like, you just really wanted to get through it, you yeah. know? <laughs> run faster, <laughs> yeah. Finishes. I think but, it's funny how, like, uh, when you're talking about qualifying times, mm-hmm. I feel like endurance athletes are the only people who are excited about getting older. Yeah. Because it means you get, you might get a new age bracket and then yes. you're the young one. And then, right? yes. Yeah. So then like in your bracket, you're like, sweet, I'm the youngest you're in like, this. Yeah. I can totally beat that person who's five yeah. years older than me. And then when you're the older one in the bracket, you're like, well, that's just because you just aged in. Yeah. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you but, get up here. So what would, so what would you say was... I don't know, your biggest takeaway from Boston. So, like, you you said, you know, you'd seen the documentary, you knew the history of it, you, you know, you would mention, like, even though the weather sucked, um, you're just like, oh, I know what's happening here. Like, there's history on that course. Mm-hmm. But looking back at it and just that whole process, like, what, what impacted you the most about your experience? Gosh, I think finishing... I mean, I almost missed the train that was going to get me to the starting line, and then I would have been behind a little bit. I think, like, knowing that I didn't miss that chance hmm. to to run that, it's, it's definitely something you um, have to put a lot into to go. It's... Um, you know, because you got to stay there, you got to eat, you got to, right. You know, yeah, it's, it's, more it's a lot just... more than just driving up one morning and be like, I'm going to run this race. There's mm-hmm. just so much to it. But just being, knowing that I was running where so many elitist runners run and knowing that it's like the 1%, you know, knowing that it's such mm-hmm. a small percent that can typically make it there. Um, you see a lot of people who are, return Boston runners, you know, and they do it, they run it every year or something. I'm like, that must be nice to (laughs) go and do that every year. But, um, the next day it was a beautiful day. The next day it was, it was was gorgeous. We went downtown Boston and walked (laughs) around and, you know, it was gorgeous outside and revisiting Boylston street and all that, like after the race was pretty Mm -hmm. huge. Like when they, the finish line was still there and, um, walking around and just seeing the history of Boston. I mean, Boston's really cool. Yeah, it's like, a very fun place. It is a very love fun it. place. And to know that I was able to be part of that year, that's such a historical year because yeah. of Des winning it. Yeah. Um, to know that I crossed the same finish line that she crossed yeah. um, on the same day, you know, yeah. not just like later, not just later. but like yeah. on that same day. Like you ran with her yeah. pretty much. And I forget at what point I was at that someone yelled, Des won. And I just felt like that kind of fired me up a little mm. bit because I was like, an American won, you know, because yeah. that's huge. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time? It was like... 30 years? 30 something years, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we've only been allowed to run it for 50. Yeah. And so, you know, it was basically yeah. at the very beginning that the Americans would win it, but then mm-hmm. it was taken over. It was taken over. And so yeah. the fact that she pulled through that year was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just, and you see so much with um, runners how they help each other you mm-hmm. know like you just saw if you saw someone struggling someone would stop and be like hey can I help you, you know, a lot right. of times it gets to a point where it's like you know helping you right now is more important than my time or right. you know and you just see the camaraderie of, yeah. 
of runners, especially yeah. in that last point too. <laughs> There's right? so much it's like, you no, see. Come on, you like, can do it, man. Uh, like, don't quit. Yeah. The next time Boston is ran, which might be in the fall mm-hmm. of 2021. Um, just watch the finish line. Like I turned that on because there's um, online you could go and just watch the Boston finish line. Mm-hmm. And my kids just sit there and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, look at them! They're helping that one through." Right. Oh, this guy's. I mean, the year that guy crawled through, yep. and he didn't want anyone to help because if you have a volunteer, if you don't cross the finish line yourself, you're basically a did not finish. Right. You know, right? And so, so many. And people, you can't have help from outside. Like no, other runners yeah, can other help runners you, can but help like, you. yeah. But you can't have if they have to come get a wheelchair because you can't cross that finish line. You didn't finish, and people fall right before that finish line, and mm-hmm. that's why it's like that point two is so huge because you watch, you know, the finish line from Boston. You watch what people are giving right there, and how much like some people just almost don't have it, and mm-hmm. it's incredible to just sit there and be like oh my gosh look at them you know look at them fight to get there right so that's awesome yeah um so that's amazing and so now you're still running still and you're coaching now Mm -hmm. um that's pretty awesome so i like you know part of our pillars is dream adventure inspire and serve and so now like you've had this dream you went on this adventure and now Mm -hmm. you're living that second half still like i'm sure you're still dreaming and and doing you know i just ran my fastest marathon in january are you serious yeah i ran a 328 oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) i run that that in my dreams and that was in january so i'm like my fastest race was the year that there are no races no races you know so i ran that at the museum of aviation in january and and then right after that was the Olympic trials, and then the races shut yeah. down after that. Why did you get into coaching, per se? So I started because I was homeschooling my kids, uh-huh. and there was a cross-country team in Murray County. And I was like, hey, well, I want to check it out, see what my kids think. And while I was there, I was like, I really like what this is. But it's hard for me to want to drive this far for my child to run a mile. And then <laughs> right, home, yeah. you know. Because at that age, they're not long runs. Yeah, no. And... And so um, I talked to the other coach, and I was like, hey, would you be interested if it was the same, if we're still a team, a full team, Mm -hmm. but what if some of us met in the Williamson County, or we'll meet at Port Royal Park sometimes, and that's still Murray County, you know what I mean? Right. I'm like, what if we meet, if we had like a more Williamson-Murray County group that met? met to run for practice but then we race at the same races together yeah and she's like okay yeah you know it took a while but we we figured out how to make it work and um my team grew really well um it's actually i had like a hundred plus kids signed up this last fall which was crazy i've always enjoyed watching them run and push themselves but this year my middle school team did fantastic it was the first year I had a middle school team which needs to be five runners Mm -hmm. but you can have um seven runners are like these are the ones that are going to place but then you could have as many kids as you want sure run on the team but you need five for sure to even count to, to get points for a team and the first time my girls ran as a team they did phenomenal they were they were awesome they had a re- an awards ceremony afterwards, and I was like, well, you know, you girls did really good, but we're like a team of five. This school is here, that school is there. They all had like 10 kids sure. running, you yeah. know, and 
So I was like, we may have gotten third or something, but they only have the trophies for first and second. And so we had to wait till after the high school runners ran. And I'm like, it could be like an hour and a half till we even find out. And yeah. And they're like, well, we need to head out. You know, just kind of worked out to where it's like, well, we need to go anyway. So yeah. we left and then we ended up getting this email and my girls had placed second overall. What? That's I'm like, awesome. You know, there were only five of my girls, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm just like, right. are you kidding right now? And so I was like, well, that's fantastic. And it was like the Murray County Championships, you know? So it was like huge. Yeah. I was like, that was awesome. And yeah. then um, the next race we had, I had more boys show up. And my boys, and so the next race, my girls actually placed first, which <laughs> is. That's I was amazing. just like, this is great because we didn't have a lot of race yeah. options to run. And then um, my boys placed third because it was the first time I had all my boys there to form a team. Uh-huh. And they placed third place. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is incredible. So um, what I have found through the four years coaching is even though at first it was like just the elementary, you know, I'd have one or two middle schoolers running. So we were usually an independent runner mm-hmm. um I had encouraged these kids running to now they're moving into middle school and they're really like competitive yeah. like like we can really take it somewhere you know yeah. and it just was really awesome seeing all that time that you know you put into these mm-hmm. kids and you, you you're hoping you're teaching them something okay we're we'll do strides or I'll set cones out on our course and I'll be like when you get to these cones you need to sprint from this cone to that you know kind of like um just like the fart licks type of thing i need you to go from this cone to that cone and then jog it out because this is going to teach you when you're out racing if there's you pretend that person's that cone and you want to pass them you know and just kind of teaching them different things like that and then running um strides right after practice just after they're tired being like okay now we're gonna go do strides so that they can learn like yeah you were tired while you're running but look you can still do these you strides. can still do more yeah. so like at a the end of a race you always have that little bit left so at the end of the races i'd be able to be like hey use that stride now and they're like oh yeah you know yeah and, and it would click because they know the words and they know how to just kick it in more yeah that's um, good typically my elementary kids had always they've been a really strong force but they didn't have meets this year sure so we did um just a couple time trials but even in that i just saw them growing a Mm -hmm. lot and it's just fun to see them enjoy running and then even the kids that um i don't know if they really wanted to be there at first (laughs) sure but then towards the end of the season they still want to come you know because they the camaraderie of runners is amazing and you just kind of have that that like hey these are my friends like I know they're like like they might beat me when I'm running or something you know but they know that there's still just such a bond there and yeah and And it's so rewarding to see those kids that are like I'm only here because mom and dad want me to be here but then like they fall in love with the sport yes you know and Yeah. yeah I love that yeah that's super good and like with my son I had him do cross country and um they actually went into school this last year and well last year which was funny because uh-huh. Stella was like I don't think that's how the school year is supposed to end I'm like yeah no, it's not. she's like I want to give it another try I'm like okay so so far this year is going well but um 
my oldest son, I'd have him do cross country, and, mm-hmm. and it would it was funny because like at the meets, because he raced middle school, he would typically come in like last or something. Yeah, I'm like, hey buddy, I'll give you a quarter per person you pass, and he's like, eh, it's okay. I'm like, come on, you can make like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like he wasn't in it for the racing. He was like, he'd be like, hey, I got last again. Like it was, a, you know, like it was like, cute. That was because, his goal to finish right, last. Yeah, he was he. He didn't want anyone to feel bad. Oh, okay. So he was like, I made sure that kid wasn't last place, so I ran by. You know, and I'm just like, your heart's so sweet. But that is sweet. You gotta run a little. Like, you that know, is sweet, I'm like, but you need to be competitive. Right, yeah. I'm like, where, where did your dad and I's competitive side come out? And, you, you know, <laughs> but it was um, this last year he wanted to race at his middle school, and he was actually really good and focused, and he didn't come in last. Like, he was... You know, yeah. a strong middle pack, which I'm like, that is huge for for yeah. him because um, he was able to get fast. And so that was a huge win for me, like seeing how he didn't love running mm-hmm. when I was, you know, when he was homeschooling right. and I was coaching him. But when he got to school, he was like, I remember so many of the things he taught me and it has helped me here if he didn't make it to practice that day. Um, he'd be like, can we go and run this or that anyways mm-hmm. so I can get my run? And I'm like, sure. So That's awesome. It, it grew something in him in a young age that mm-hmm. is now coming out. Mm-hmm. Even though back then I was like, you don't have to be last. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love That's it. That's cute. Awesome. Well, um, this has been so helpful. And um, I just love hearing that, just that story of like, you've been, you were told one thing by mm-hmm. the doctors or but your your parents were like we're not going to instill that in you and then therefore and then you ran not just ran but you competed on world's biggest stage for marathoning like yeah i love that story so thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me on here um i have a thing that i like to do um with each of my guests, just some fun little final questions uh, to wrap it up. One is, what are three of your simple joys in life? My three simple joys. Um, so I, one of my favorite things are like date lunches with my husband. Like, you know, during uh-huh. the day when, you know, the kids are settled or at school or something. And, uh-huh. um, and we get to just spend that day you know daytime together because sometimes I feel at night I'm just like all right let's go you know like you're just kind of ready to chill um so I love date lunches and then just family hikes or just when our family gets out and sometimes if they're doing their race cars or Mm -hmm. um just getting out and doing fun things and the third one I love is just quality time with friends like I you know, you cherish your friends, but when you know you get to go do something quality with them, like even this, this is, I love this, you know, yeah. this is something where you could just sit and talk with a friend and um, spend time with those people that are really close to you. Those, those are my little joys. Little joys. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And then um, the final question is, you know, maybe because the goal of this whole podcast is to inspire people to Mm -hmm. dream big dreams and go on great adventures or whatever. So maybe you have inspired someone to start running, right? Right. Where do they start? Do you have like two, three resources or a piece of advice for someone who's like, you know, I want to go run, even though nothing's chasing me. What do I do? You know? (laughs) Yeah. I, 
I really like the couch to 5k aspect um, I'll I there's an app for that as well but um I do that with my cross-country kids when we first start I'm like hey we're gonna start with the run walk um, mm-hmm. because your body just isn't gonna get up and run and you might right. just start with like 15 minutes a day for a week and then you might be able to move it up to 20 minutes you know but mm-hmm. a mile is a mile like if you ran a mile one day that's awesome yeah that's like farther than you ran yesterday you know yeah. and, and so to just really start out slow um and then eventually set achievable goals you know like look look at where you're at and be like okay if i can hold this pace for a 5k i'm gonna hmm. i'm gonna do that i want to mm-hmm. just finish a 5k and so a lot of times like with some of my cross-country kids were just like i don't know what to do i'm like well you just need to finish sure that's all i want you because this is today is your pr regardless of how you finish today is the best race you ran because it's the only race you ran so this just sets you up for what you want to do next just see where you're at finish it and you know know that you push yourself if it's a race that you're signing yourself up for you know push a little bit but just finish it yeah just you know just make sure you're not hard on yourself and then Mm. um the third one is find running buddies okay i don't know what i would do without my running buddies i have a good chunk of them now because i'm even now um in charge of the hill runners in spring hill we meet wednesday nights (laughs) (laughs) but um so i have not only do i coach the little kids in the mornings but then i have a group of adults i run with on wednesday nights that um I just, I love that. And then I have my other running buddies throughout the week, but find someone to run with because it's, it's so good to just be able to talk to someone and and know someone's, and some days you're like, I don't want to go. And then they're like, I really need this run today. Then you're like, I got to get this run in now, you know? So, um, those are, those are my little tips. Very helpful. Well, when I get released to start running again, which is not yet, I tried, (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw that. I tried, and it did not go well at all. But when I get I'm released, so I'll have to come run again. Yes. Nowhere near your guys' pace, but... That's um, okay. Well, the group on Wednesday nights is all paces. We even have okay. a couple that come to just walk it. Oh, nice. While other people... I mean, it's where... Yeah. People who just want to get out and your their body. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. So. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. Had a fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs>